what's good everyone welcome back to another jets episode of the Knicks jets etc podcast and with me as always my buddy my co-host my pal my main man greg albert to take us through the nfl draft recap for the new york jets we made some new additions in randall cobb al woods we'll get to that we have schedule predictions coming out rumored to have six primetime games because Mr. Aaron Rodgers is in town, is indeed our quarterback. We'll get to all that. But first, Greg, how you doing? How you feeling? How about the Rangers? And how about the Knicks, maybe? Let's Dude, we, we were here a week ago. I said, what are you more nervous about, the Knicks or the Rangers? The Rangers were up 2 nothing. Uh, the Knicks were 2-2 maybe in that series. I can't remember what the, what the record was at the time. You said you were more confident about the Knicks. I said I was more confident about the Rangers. And boy, was I wrong. I mean, terrible it series. It couldn't have been 2-2, my man, because that, in fact, was a gentleman's sweep that we had in Cleveland. That ended in five. Oh. So two two, my friend. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't know what the record was. That I don't know if it was 2-1. 1-1, yeah. But either way, um, the Rangers, I mean, losing two at home and losing a third in, in uh, New Jersey, holding court at home ice in game six, and then absolutely getting smoked in game seven was disgusting. So they were not ready to play. They had no sense of urgency in that game. They got absolutely outworked by New Jersey. So um, sucks to see their season end. I mean, yeah, I think people had some pretty big expectations especially when you saw what was going on around the NHL playoffs. I mean, the Bruins were in a neck-and-neck series. They end up losing Game 7 as well. Uh, Avalanche out west, same kind of thing. Top seed, they end up losing. So it seemed like the board was kind of opening for us, and we just couldn't close out the Devils. I have no idea if how we would have fared against the Hurricanes, but you know that's over. Happy to be watching the Knicks now. I mean, incredible game last night. Ready for this next game, Jimmy Butler, whatever he does, I'm ready for it. I think we just have to be healthy. We have to play our game. It's going to be ugly, but we're going to keep winning, hopefully. So I'm excited, man. It's been an incredible series so far. How are you doing? How's everything going with you? Good, man. I'm, I'm just in a whirlwind uh, between uh, the Knicks playoffs. I'm at every home game, uh, and then it, it was going in between NFL draft and then on top of that, Aaron Rodgers at every Knicks game with me. He, yesterday he was with Sauce Gardner. Yeah. You're talking ugly, dirty basketball. It's, you know, Alonzo Mourning is there. Uh, Pat Riley's there. Allen Houston's there. Patrick Ewing's there. Larry Johnson, Luchel Sprewell, Mello. I mean, Bernard King, everybody is at the Garden. Uh, feels like the 90s. It's loud. I lose my voice every day. We're, we're a little bit of a funk right now, 1-1. I think it's going to end up being 2-2, but I'm gonna have, there's a Knicks episode for that. Uh, I'll, I'll, that'll be dropping shortly as well. But while my mind was really going crazy, Greg, was this NFL draft. I mean, yeah. I went to MetLife for the draft party. Shout out to Lee Valentin. We found each other. Uh, I kind of just – we're both looking at each other like, dude, are we really about to be here until uh, the 15th pick? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like 7, 7.30. Listen, it was it was it was it was good because we were around the fellow Jets fans. I wish uh just real quick because this is I mean this is the Jets podcast. Dude, they have a locker room tour, Greg, and in this said locker room tour, the lockers are completely empty. 
Like it's just a chair, like wood and green light. Like yeah. what is the point of a locker room? Uh, whatever. Uh, yeah. That's neither here nor there. Draft party was cool. On the field. I, I mean, listen, I never played college football. I never played professional football. I don't know what the best type of floor is, but whatever this new MetLife turf that they're all touting as the best turf, it felt so weird. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I was supposed to walk with it with Tim's on. So, you know, I don't know how it's supposed to really feel. Uh, but the, the, that, that was cool to just be on the field. And of course, Greg, I mean, we'll, 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 we'll get into how you felt about like the, you know, the whole draft and especially the top, the first 14 picks. But dude, exactly what we said would happen with, you know, the be, with the switching of the Green Bay and the Jets ended up. The Patriots traded out for Broderick Jones, who was rumored, the offensive tackle was rumored to be going to the Jets. And then it feels like the Jets kind of pivoted until it took Will McDonald from Iowa, Iowa State University, who, by the way, is our all-time sack leader. So it's not like we got some scrub, but whatever. That's We'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. Rumors that we were going to get Gibbs, the running back. Rumors that we didn't want Broderick Jones. Rumors that we did want Broderick Jones. Rumors that Green Bay just wants to mess with us because they were taking Luke Van Ness, who was going to be there at 25. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. They move up, they need to move down. What are your thoughts about, you know, the position of the Jets within the first 15 rounds? Like how, how the draft played out, how the Aaron Rodgers trade played out due to the switching. And, you know, l- l- let's, uh, let's go. What are your thoughts about Will McDonald, baby? The fourth. I'm excited about all of it. You know, I think we we were a little nervous about. We were saying that quarterbacks had to go early. We saw that happen with Houston getting C.J. Stroud and then moving back off for Will Anderson. I mean, all time draft night move. The draft was incredible. Trades like you can't believe. Um, all over the place. It seems to be the new norm over the past few years with lots of trading, lots of maneuvering. Um, the fourth, fifth, and sixth round picks get eaten up by just trying to move a few, a few slots or even move up one or two slots. I mean, we saw that with, you know, the Eagles and Bears just swapping spots, um, at the nine, 10 spot or whatever. So, um, it was, it was interesting. We saw quarterbacks go early. So I was pretty excited. Um, um, you know, then we saw a couple tackles go. I got a little nervous. And then when Green Bay didn't take a tackle, I was like, okay, I still thought that New England could take a tackle. I mean, they need offensive line help. So when Pittsburgh moved up, I knew they were going to take our guys. I think we were pretty locked in on Broderick Jones. That's the guy that I've been talking about for a month to get. I was very excited about the the chance of getting Broderick Jones. Um, so that hurt a little bit. To your point, there was rumors all over the place. We wanted him. We didn't want him. <laughs> we wanted Gibbs, which, uh, you know, uh, I don't know how I would have felt about that at 15. Or, you know, I feel like we would have been a laughing stock. I think the Lions, for a lot of, you know, a lot of people were laughing at the Lions this draft. I thought they had a pretty good draft, dude. They got guys that could play out of their minds. I mean, they got my boys. Gibbs, yeah. <laughs> my Jared, two guys I've been loving literally for the last two years. I'm yeah, like, and they got really Branch in the second. On the Jets. Please don't end up on the Patriots. Like, those are my only two wishes. Yeah, and then they got, they got Branch from Alabama, the safety in the second round, a guy that we've been talking about a lot. He's a playmaker from Alabama. So, you know, I, you know, I think they got guys that can actually play. It's just kind of the draft capital, the draft value, whatever you want, the, the way they took them. People are kind of laughing at. And then it came to us at 15, and, you know, I, Will McDonald was not someone that was on my radar. Um, hand up. 
didn't think we would be going, you know, if we were going defensive end there, I thought, you know, Luke Van Ness was the guy. He went a little bit earlier. So I was looking at other spots. I think Joe Douglas, if I had to have a feel on it, probably wanted to move down. We took all the time, you know, for to make our pick. So I think we were trying to move, trying to find a partner. There wasn't anyone else around there that was willing to move up or pay what we wanted to pay. And I think that they were pretty happy with Will McDonald. I mean, I'm interested to see what he's like. He's a little bit light. I think 230, 240. Um, that usually doesn't cut it for a defensive end or outside linebacker pass rusher. You usually have to be a little bit heavier, be a little stronger. I mean, the, 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 <laughs> the one thing we took away from this draft is that the Jets like to draft athletic guys. Doesn't matter what round it is. You need to have incredible was RAS score, that the raw athleticism score. Mm-hmm. So he fits that mold. He fits that bill to your point top sack leader for Iowa State. Not the most historic program, but if you give me the best guy out of any program, I'd be pretty happy about it. So, Well, he's, he's tied for the all t- uh, all-time in the Big 12 to, with a guy named Von Miller. I mean, yeah. you know, the, he, he's good, and yeah, he wasn't on my radar either. However, if you remember me telling you, don't be surprised if we go edge rusher. Yeah. However, hand up, it, Will McDonald wasn't the one that I thought, we were gonna, I thought it was going to be Miles Murphy. Uh, I, even you know, as soon as Broderick Jones got picked, I was like, I also shout out to you, Greg. I uh, I took the draft. I was watching it live in the stadium. I couldn't be looking at my phone. I completely silenced my phone. I couldn't. I couldn't. You know, look at the leaks. I was like, dude, I have to literally enjoy it on the television this time. Uh, so I felt like I was watching it like you. So I, was, I thought about you as soon as yeah. Broderick Jones got picked. I was like, yo, I, I was with Lee Valentin. I was like, yo, listen, man, be prepared. For Miles Murphy, just be prepared for it. <laughs> like you know, don't don't like faint if it, if you hear the name of Miles Murphy. And then, and then the Jets turned the lights on at MetLife. Like as soon as it was, we were on the clock, they turned all the lights off. It was like black, like like when we get a touchdown, kind of. It was like blinking a little bit, but it was black. And then all of a sudden, like one or two minutes left, they turn on the lights. We're like, oh no, don't tell me I've been here for like two, three hours and we traded our pick. Like, dude, yeah. oh, like, we better trade down. Close because I'm not gonna be here for four hours. Like, <laughs> yeah. I hear a name. Um, with the Bill Burr, uh, like graduation NFL draft skit, like playing in my head, you know yep. what I mean? Um, so we got Will McDonald at first. I was like, all right, uh, I'm not sure what's going on here, but then my mind, uh, like, my the wheels already start turning, right? Like, John Franklin Myers just restructured his contract, Carl Lawson. This is his last year of his deal with no guaranteed money, by the way. Bryce Huff just got tendered. He's, he's going to have a, you know, probably one, one and done year. Michael Clemens, rookie, you know, he had a good year. We'll see how the second year picks up. And the same thing with Jermaine Johnson. You know what I mean? And, and the first thing, which I'm mean, like, listen, I love Joe Douglas and Gold Salah more than anyone, but I'm starting to think they're, uh, trying to act a little bit when they pick up the phone for the NFL draft calls. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so like it's a little they're not very good actors but the first thing he did say was are you ready to move from the from the four eye to that who lines up in front of the nose tackle to the y9 which lines up on the outside and they're all talking about the way he bends so i understand what they're doing uh i don't think we're as deep on the defensive ends as people do think or it is on paper i mean it is two rookies going into the second year john franklin myers and bryce huff who you know, they have good games and, you know, games where we're not sure if they played or not. And Carl Lawson, who is, 
I don't know. Is it two years off an Achilles? Is it one year off an Achilles? I, I don't even know anymore. Apparently last yeah. year he had it. So I don't, I, you know, All right, two years and a tune up. <laughs> there's, there, you know, there's some question marks there. So I don't love the pick. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not out here about to go buy a Will McDonald jersey. You know, that's, that's not, you know, that's not like uh, in my thoughts. However, I think it's a valuable pick. I think it's smart for the future. And I think it gives us flexibility. Now, I don't think now we're desperate to keep Carl Lawson. I don't think we're desperate now to keep Bryce Huff. You know what I mean? And all we do is pick one rookie, you know, who's good. It's just it wasn't on my radar. But that's how I feel about it. He started playing college. He started playing uh, football in his junior in high school. So I feel like there's a lot to be seen here. Um, yeah, I think I think you, you touched on it. But, again, I think what the biggest thing for me on why I think it could be a great pick for us, you know, to your point in the future with the with the aging pass rushers that we have on the roster currently, but also the formations, you know, set up to your point in college, it was the I four. So he was over the tackle when you're over the tackle in order his, his, um, strength is speed and bend bend. So he can get around people, but when you line over top of the tackle, you have to go through the tackle. You can go around with a spin move or a speed rush, but it's harder to do when you play the wide nine defense that solid does you actually start outside the tackle. So you're in that little bit of a free space where you can, it's a lot easier to beat someone with a speed rush. You don't have to make that initial contact at the line and try a rip move or try a spin move to get around someone. You could just run right past someone if you're that fast and that athletic. So um not saying he'll be that in his first season, but just to see that we're going after guys that not only fit the mold as to, Raw athleticism or production, whatever, you know, kind of makes Joe Douglas like someone, but also a scheme fit for us. We're confident in Robert Sala's scheme. We're confident in this wide nine defense and how it looked. I mean, there was a lot of talk going into last season. People forget because of how good this past season was about Ulbrich being fired. This defense stinks. We have to move on. You know, Robert Sala is supposed to be a defensive guy and we're the, one of the worst defenses in the league. To me, it kind of solidifies that we're confident in this defense. We believe in the system. And now we're trying to find incredible pieces to fit this system for the long term. To your point, you know, with, with Rodgers on the team now, we're trying to win right now. But also from an organizational standpoint, you want to get young at key positions. And if it's not the quarterback, it's getting after the quarterback, or protecting the quarterback. We wanted someone young to protect the quarterback with Broderick Jones. But to me, probably the second best thing, if not the best thing, is to get after the quarterback. We got someone here with Will McDonald. I'm very excited about it. All right. So I think draft grades are absolutely insane, absolutely yeah. asinine. That being said, what's your draft grade on Will McDonald? <laughs> B minus. All right. I like that. I like that. All right. Just because I know this is a Jets pod and you want to hear about the Jets, but we're about to move off the first round, honestly. And before we go back, is there anything that really surprised you? Is there anything that really, uh, I don't know, that that was mind-blowing for you? For me, it was Jack Campbell uh, to the Lions. Yeah, uh, first round. Yeah. Was, plus Sam Laporta. I know that kind of, you know, foreshadowing a little there because that, that wasn't the first round. But the Lions kind of surprised me uh, what they did. I mean, the Eagles getting Carter and Nolan, everyone talked has talked about the, the Georgia thing. I, th- I do think it's smart, though. You know, I don't think it's guaranteed, but I really do think it's smart by the Eagles to do that. Anything else that really you you were like, wow, I can't believe it. 
Uh, Joe Tittman going to the Jets before JMS was picked off the board. I we'll think get that, that in the second round. We'll get that. We're about, we're about uh, to get okay. to that. But, but okay. anything in the first round before we move on uh, off the first um, round? No, I mean, I talked about Houston moving up to get the second and third overall pick. I think that's pretty insane, you know, especially with their the franchise and where they're at. Like, they're not in a win-now mode. Um, so that I thought was pretty interesting. Um, no, just, dude, honestly, it's just the, the amount of trades. The amount, the amount, usually, you know, in years past, you kind of, teams kind of had other trade partners that they worked with historically. And it just seems like everyone's open for business. Everyone's willing to shop around. I mean, the the big storyline, everyone's talking about the Philadelphia Eagles becoming, you know, Georgia Northern or whatever they got going on there. I mean, they're just drafting every Georgia player, getting Jalen Carter at nine. I thought it was incredible. And then I'm just looking, just looking around the division. I thought that, um, Kincaid going to Buffalo is, is scary. We talked about him being the best over, you know, the best overall tight end in a pretty deep tight end draft. And to think that he's going to be in Buffalo for the next 10 years, they already have Knox, but he's, he's a big time upgrade if he pans out to what people are expecting. Um, so. The fact that we're going to have to deal with him, and we've talked, you know, for three years now about how we can't guard tight ends—that's annoying. And then, uh, you know, the 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 Patriots. We'll see what happens with them. And they took Gonzalez, the cornerback out of Oregon. You took the you words. Know, yeah, a lot, a lot of measurables. A lot of people liked him. A lot of people thought he might be the number one cornerback off the board. So, um, we'll see what happens with him. I mean, New England, I think, has a pretty good track record with drafting cornerbacks. Not a great overall track record with the draft so we'll see how it goes yeah dude christian gonzalez worries me out of oregon at 17 for the patriots with the trade down uh yeah. that, that 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 one that one hurt the question mark for me i have no idea why the commander dra- drafted Emmanuel forbes uh, I'd, li- I'd like to be absolutely wrong about that but that was a that was a weird pick for me it was cool that uh the vikings got jordan addison i feel like that's the only place he could possibly fit <laughs> honestly like i don't have much confidence in him um, but that's a good spot for him. Same with Zay Flowers. I feel like it went a little high. Uh, Quentin Johnson and the Chargers. Is Keenan now on the hot seat? Like, I wonder if he's definitely gone after this year. Najigba to the Seattle Seahawks. Dude, they draft freaks and they don't really care at all. Yeah, Jigba was else. another one that was kind of surprising because we talked about it. I think there was a possibility for us to take him at 15. Like, I know we have a pretty deep wide receiver room, but. Um, you know, he, he's incredible. I mean, he's had some insane games. He's had some great tapes. So to see him kind of fall to 20, I thought was interesting. It might be injury concerns. It might be whatever it is, but the whole wide receiver class just kind of had a run late in the first round where last year we kicked it off with the 10th overall pick. And there was a run of four or five guys in a row or over six or seven picks this year later, starting with 20th, you know, three or four kind of went in a row. So, um, Thought Jackson Smith and Jigbo would go a little bit higher. That's my last kind of surprise of the first round. Yeah, and speaking of Miles Murphy, the fact that he's on the Bengals after this Carl Lawson, Trey Hendrickson deal, he's going to be a beast, and we're going to regret that for a while. Yep. And, of course, your boy Brian Brees goes, <laughs> the defensive tackle from Clemson, goes to New Orleans, who trades up and has never, ever traded down. Just trades yeah. up. Craziest stat I've ever heard. All right. You want to jump into it? That's the elephant in the room for me, for us, for Jets and Giants fans, for all of us. We were sitting at 43. We took our boy, Joe Tittman, instead of JMS. What are your thoughts, man? Talk to me, Greg. 
it's going to be one of those things that's going to pan out over the next 10 years. And I hope Joe Douglas was right because both New York teams go center in the second round. There was two centers that were really being touted. One to start the process, maybe two months ago, JMS, everyone had him as a first round grade. And then Chipman, I think, started sneaking up the boards on people a little bit bigger at 6'6 than JMS was out of Minnesota. Tipman again, Wisconsin center. Wisconsin runs that crap out of the football. They play Big Ten football over there. So I guess so does Minnesota, but it's, it's a run first. It's a run for a center. Bigger guy, a little bit more weight, a little bit more height. Um, than JMS, which isn't typical of a center. You know, usually those six, eight, six, six guys are more tackles than anything. Um, uh, usually your center is more six, three, six, four. So, um, you know, some of the draft experts, quote unquote, out there. We're talking about the possibility of, you know, him just being a little too tall, being a little too big. I talked about him in my preview because he was one of the names I was looking for in the second round. So I'm pretty excited about him. I think he has a little bit more upside than JMS. I think JMS might be a little bit better of, as a day one starter, but I don't know if we need him as a day one starter this year. So in the long run, if he can be, you know, a 10 year starter for us, I think that's what we're looking for with this pick, which is awesome to see because. Again, we want to get young for the next five or six years at quarterback, rushing, rushing the passer, protecting the passer. And, I mean, he's the ultimate guy. He runs the offensive line. So very excited about Tipman. I think he's going to be good for the long haul. But we'll see how that plays out. You know, the New York Giants fans will let us know if JMS has a better career. It's going to be oh, interesting. Dude, we're going to hear about this forever. <laughs> yeah. We're going to hear about this forever, dude. And. We kind of mentioned it that the, the 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 whole short arm thing was a problem with Linderbaum for for Joe Douglas, which was you know we thought it might be the problem for JMS. Yep. I, I just can we like finally just I mean this is the, our our draft recap and just like a note for next year, a center will not be chosen in the first round. It doesn't matter if it's the best center that we've ever seen in college football history. Yeah, he's not going to be drafted in the first round. I don't care what the mock says. I don't care that people think they're going to trade up. It's just not going to happen. Why do you think that is? Why do you think why do you think tackles get such more premium than a center? I mean, everyone's blocking a pass rusher. So are there just better edge pass rushers than defensive tackles? I mean, Aaron Donald was something to say about that. I just think in general, like the best offensive lineman, the biggest guy, the freak, is the left or sometimes right, but mostly left tackle on the college football team. You know what I mean? And that's how it's kind of goes up in the ranks. The center is, is – I feel like it's a non-premium position that nobody wants to talk about. I feel like it's the safety and the center. Somehow, somewhat, even though he touches the ball literally every single play. So I get what yeah. you're saying. And, and sometimes they call it the, the plays and they call it the defense. I don't know, man. they call out protections. Get drafted early. I don't know why centers don't get drafted early. I get why running backs aren't paid. But I don't – and I guess that's makes it why they don't get drafted early. But like the – or linebackers too. I don't get. I don't, as much as I was surprised about Jack Campbell going early, I don't know why I should be surprised. He was a beast. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, He's so good. I would love to have Jack Campbell on this team. So, do you? Yeah, are I you, agree. I agree with you. Though safeties, linebackers, and centers just seem to not be valued around the league, and I'm just not sure why that is. I have a question for you. Do you think there's any truth to the rumor that our man Aaron Rodgers? had a say in taking the Wisconsin kid. I, I heard that somewhere that, that they kind of discussed it with him, which 
listen, they brought a lot of laptops to his house, you know, when they went to go see him in, uh, in LA. Do you think there's a possibility that they were kind of talking about some, some prospects because they knew he had to get a center. So they're talking about, Hey, we got McGovern. You know, we're thinking about these two draft choices. We, we want to take one of them. And then we also got his boy, Billy Turner. We didn't even mention him. We got Billy Turner, uh, yeah. uh, who, who played with Aaron Rodgers, who had center guard and uh, Nate Hackett. Yeah, played two years in Green Bay and then went to Denver with Nate Hackett last year. Now he's on with Nate Hackett again this year. So knows his system. Very excited about him. I think someone found an old Pat McAfee clip from a year ago or so. Uh, about Aaron Rodgers praising him, so I'm very excited about that. I hope that uh, That's what I'm you saying, know dude. He he's able to, to contribute. He has a say in all this. He knows. I think he, he might have out. a say, John. But like, what's the say going to be? Like, do you think Aaron Rodgers sat down and watched like Joe Titman tape, a JMS tape, in the four hours we went, we met with him, and was like, oh, draft this guy over this guy? Like, maybe he has a say, but I don't know what weight you put on what he has to say about it. Like. I think Aaron Rodgers is like, that's not my really purview. Like, I haven't watched any of these guys. I've been playing in the NFL, winning MVPs and throwing 40 touchdowns. So, you know, take whoever you want. Like, you just got to get me the ball. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. I don't know. I don't know. That's fair enough. All right. So we have, we, we ended up with the, you know, a, a couple extra picks here. We won't get in too much into the nitty gritty, even though I can't believe they, you know, they traded with the Patriots. It's crazy. Yeah, anyway. I think we should just run down them, though, in case there's anyone out there who hasn't seen it. Yeah, I mean, Carter William, fourth round. So, again, we didn't have a third-round pick. We traded that for Elijah Moore. So we went Carter William out of uh, tackle out of Pittsburgh, blocked for Kenny Pickett when he had that stellar season two seasons ago. And then last year, a lot of things changed at Pittsburgh, in court, including him having an injury and missing uh, most of the season. So um, coming off an injury, big guy. Has a lot of upside, raw prospect, but again, that's who you're taking in the fourth round. You know, these guys may or may not pan out. Um, I wouldn't even say they have a 50-50 chance at panning out. I would say it's less than that. But if this does hit, this is another shot at us getting younger at the offensive line, which is great. Um, so this is the second time in a row that we drafted an offensive lineman uh, with round four. Uh, last time was Max Mitchell. Yeah, we don't know and he's, he's looked good. Clubs. He showed up to camp. I was really pissed, I'll be honest with you, uh, that Dewan Jones went one pick higher. That actually, I, I was yeah. I was screaming Dewan Jones at my television. Uh, then what he team did he go to? The Browns. Did you see that report about him? That's uh, I knew the name sounded familiar. You see the report about him, the reason why he fell, right? That's the guy from Ohio State. Mm-hmm. That uh, he said he when he was meeting with teams was saying that he doesn't really like football and he's trying to play in the NBA. No way. Yeah, yeah. You I'll look it up on Twitter after it was insane. So like he was projected to be like a third round guy. He fell all the way to the fourth round because he's like six eight. He has like his issues with motivation, his issues with practice, his issues with all this stuff. And he's like, yeah, I'm just not really interested in playing football. Uh, that's a that's a bold take. Yeah, it's wild. It gave me it was it Anthony Edwards vibes where he's like, I want to be a rapper. I mean, I mean, crazy. I mean, that's a bad example because Anthony Edwards is a beast. Well, he really he started playing football. He started, he was also the number one overall pick. I mean, this guy's not going to be. You <laughs> that's know, true. Like I said, if, if it's not a fifty fifty hit rate with a fourth round pick, so it was a three percent, twenty percent chance this guy pans out. The guy wants to play basketball instead of football. Doesn't really want to play football. I mean, you got a 5% chance maybe at making it in the NFL. Like, it's crazy. So, 
Um, yeah, maybe we dodge a bullet with that again. We'll see how it all pans out over the years. So yeah, Carter Warren out of Pittsburgh. Then we go. Uh, you guys give me some captain, grace. By the way, you talking about you talking about uh, you know kind of some trends with the Jets. Besides Carter Warren being an absolute freak of an athlete, yeah, he's also a captain. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, that's again something that we point out for the last few years. Joe Douglas, all those guys, Israel, Abenconda. And I, I don't know if I even got that close, but running back out of Pittsburgh, again, had a tremendous season last year um, and a couple years before, but really last year turned it on. They, when Kenny Pickett got drafted, their offensive coordinator changed and went from that high-flying offense to running it through the running back more, more of a traditional um, college you know, uh, uh, approach to offense. So he had the workload. I think it was sixteen or 1,500 scrimmage yards, a zillion touchdowns. He's able to catch it, but really he just has explosive runs. Again, that's the type of guy we're going after, right? That explosive, high athletic score. Joe, you know, Robert Silas talked about it a lot. We want, we, we need to be explosive. We need explosive plays on offense and defense. So I mean, I'm very excited to see him in the fifth round. It's so funny because you're the, you're the height and weight guy. You're the measurables guy. And he's the exact same height and weight as Brees Hall. Yeah. Uh, they, talk, they talk about his, you know, lower leg. Uh, uh, strength. He ran a four four four. Shout out to Jay Z. Uh, forty yard. He scored twenty touchdowns. There's zillion touchdowns. Phenomenal album, by the way, with Jay Z. People don't like the four four four, dude. Incredible album. That like, amazing. Uh, I love four four four. You know, people. I think uh, people people falling off on Jay Z over the last few albums, even <laughs> though there has been one in quite some time. But dude, it's still still gas every time. All right, shout out to four four four. You'll never forget that now that that uh, Israel ran a four four four. Oh yeah, I won't. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, Carter Warren, he is uh, from Patterson in New Jersey, so yes. he's, he's moving down the block. Yep. Does that some old injury concern? We won't talk about it much. Uh, but last year he had a tough year, so that's why fourth round injury guy. I feel like that injury tackle. I feel like that's that we're starting to get a little. Uh, a little habit there as well, but he only he, he allowed five sacks in 2021 and uh, two sacks in 2020 and 2022 combined. So pretty nice stat from uh, Zach Rosenblatt at the Athletic there. Yeah, um, shout out to him. Moving on a little bit to Zaire Barnes, yep. uh, the linebacker from uh, Western Michigan in round six. Hold on, just uh, one note I forgot to make. Um, I was talking a lot about how I want JMS and Mo Ibrahim, uh, just like the, you know, the offensive lineman running back tandem. So I'm glad I'm Boom. glad we went. I'm glad we went the pit route. I mean, I'm, I'm I am cool with it. This uh, this is fine. And another note: Dwayne McBride fell, dude. Dwayne McBride. Like I, I don't know what happened with Dwayne McBride, but we wanted him there. He, I mean, he fell. So, <laughs> so yeah. he's on the Vikings now. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, he went two twenty two. We thought we were trying to get him. I don't know. This this is it was, yeah. this is way different than than what we thought. And, and he was a, he was a, he was a top thirty visit with the Jets, by the way. Anyway, all right, Zaire Barnes, linebacker from Western Michigan. What do you think, man? Dude, excited about it. Like again, it's just you know we seem to be hovering around these these not big time schools, which concerns me a little bit. I always prefer guys from big-time programs that played in big-time games. Western Michigan certainly hasn't played in any big-time games. I mean, Mac school, absolutely love it. 
don't get me wrong, I've watched a lot of Western Michigan on Saturdays, but um happy about it. We talked about needing a linebacker. Um I was hoping to address it a little bit sooner in the draft. I think the board just didn't really fall our way in certain spots. So we went with a couple different spots. But happy with that. Happy with uh Bernard Converse out of LSU. Again, another sixth round pick. We had two sixth round picks. So um uh, again, there's more depth piece at cornerback there with hit with that draft pick. I thought it was kind of interesting. It seems like he's gonna be a special teams guy. Uh, people were making the cop to uh, Pinnock or Pinnock a few years ago with he has this you know safety cornerback hybrid versatility. I don't know how those guys really pan out in the NFL, but I think he just gives us depth and another option. Again, both of these guys incredible RAS raw athletic scores, so um, definitely seems to be a trend. I think we had the highest overall combined average RAS score of any team. Um, in the draft this season. So it seems like, uh, Joe Douglas really likes those guys. Yeah. Greeny tweeted out, um, Greenbean tweeted out, uh, a chart with all of the raw athletic scores for, uh, all the teams and averaged them up. And, uh, we were number one. So Joe Douglas definitely has a type and that's athletic. So <laughs> these guys get after it. We need to be explosive. We need to, we need, we needed both these positions. We needed linebacker for sure. I don't know about cornerback. That threw me off a little bit. I feel like we always have six or seven. So what do you think about these picks? Any any tidbits, anything that stood out to you? Well, I'm, I made a note last episode, uh, right before the draft, that don't be surprised if we take a cornerback somewhere because it is thin, you know, okay. after the starters. It does get thin. I mean, we do have Bryce Hall there, but he doesn't want to be here. <laughs> so I don't know how long he will be there. And it gets yeah. really thin. We were talking about Brandon Eccles uh, as a backup slot. It, I, I don't, but I also, I don't know if... Um, if Jarek Bernard Converse is going to end up being a starter, he might be a special teams guy. Because remember, yeah. another trend that the Jets always do is the offense gets, you know, gets to choose a couple guys, the defense and the special teams. The special teams is never left out. I'm surprised that you had, um, Barnes, uh, Converse there. I thought it was, that was more what the Zaire Barnes pick was, was more of a special teams kind of, kind of thing. So probably we'll see. Uh, we'll see with those guys. I'm not expecting much from them. Nice depth pieces. It is indeed the sixth round. So I we I don't, I don't have much there. But listen, the one thing I know about Zaire Barnes is he could tackle. So if he's if he's on special teams, if he's inside, sure. you know, playing inside linebacker, or whatever, just trying to you know on first down or second down, just trying to stop the run. I'm I'm cool with it, man. I'm cool with it. Yeah, I think he's we're gonna react though. So we'll see. Yeah, I think one of the biggest surprises had this whole draft is we ended up with the seventh round pick, John. Joe Honestly, I was, I, I was literally shocked by it. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah. I really couldn't believe it. Yeah. So, you know, Zach uh, Kuntz, is it from Old Dominion? Oh, Old Dominion. I mean, rough couple of years of college football, not a ton of wins there. But um, again, uh, possibly the most most athletic tight end to come out of the NFL draft in the last 10 years. His scores are almost 99.99 and everything. He is a seventh-round pick, so I don't know what he's going to be. I think we have a very deep tight end room. Um, we took uh, Ruckert last year, so I'm not sure what they saw in him besides the athleticism. So maybe that's enough to maybe be a an emergency tackle or something for us. Maybe they think they can mold him 
into who's that guy that we we switched to? Wasn't there a guy two or three years ago on the Jets that changed positions? And you were always you either Cager. loved him or hated him. Lawrence Cager, I love Lawrence Cager from yeah, Georgia. Lawrence Cager. Yeah, he's yeah, on the yeah. Giants now. Yeah, yeah. So you know, he just kind of gives me those kind of vibes where it's like you know maybe you're a tight end previously, but you know maybe we'll switch your position up and we will move you into tackle or something like that, or I don't know. So um, we'll see he's what a, happens. He's, with he's him. more of a wide receiver, bro. He's going to move more be a wide receiver rather than be a tackle. I feel like he'd fall on that part of the spectrum instead. Yeah, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe that's what it is. And I like to your point, you know, some of these position groups kind of get a little thin wide receiver. And I feel like tight end are, are two deepest, which is great to see. But, we'll never, you know, we'll see how the season goes with injuries. I mean, we picked up Randall Cobb today. So, um, yeah, I'm just surprised we had a seventh round pick. I'm happy we made it. Looks like a good prospect. We'll see how it turns out. Yeah, I, I, I honestly am shocked by it as well. Yeah. All right. You mentioned it, though. Let's get to it. Randall Cobb. We mentioned Al Woods. Did we mention Al Woods in this episode? We picked up Al I Woods. I don't know. We picked him up, though. I'm very excited about that. We need help in that defensive tackle thing. That was something that we neglected in this draft, which I was kind of surprised by. And we got Randall Cobb, a guy who, who, who I mean, first of all, just another. I love Aaron Rodgers so much, but just another Aaron Rodgers guy who he's bringing because I guess the Jets are cool. Sorry, Kevin Durant, uh, but the New York teams are cool. And Al Woods, like you said, coming up in the defensive tackles. What are your thoughts on those two additions? Is it just depth? Is Randall Cobb really going to get plays? Who's Is he filling in for Berrios? What's going to happen with McCall Hardman? Yeah, I think Randall Cobb might get some playing time at the, you know, from because Aaron Rodgers demands it. I mean, I don't expect anything major from Randall Cobb. Maybe some big time catches and big time situations when we need a sure hands guy out there. But I don't expect like a 10 touchdown season from Randall Cobb. I think he's there for vibes. I think he's there to kind of <laughs> mentor these young guys because we do have some young guys that need some help. Um, I, you know, I think he's there for another familiar face for Aaron Rodgers. Again, I mean, we've seen the last few seasons, you know, Randall Cobb. I just don't think his production's anywhere where it used to be. And then Al Woods, I don't, I'm not sure what to think about Al Woods. I think he could be, a, you know, a, a great D tackle for us if he fits the system and can pick up on what we're doing. I think there's a shot. He's, a, you know, a starter for us, definitely rotational piece. I'm very excited about him, and uh, I, I still think we need to figure some another thing out at defensive tackle. So I'm not sure if there's going to be another signing or what exactly, but. Um, to me, I'm a little scared about the defensive tackle position right now just because run stop was a problem last year and it's not going to get better by having less defensive tackles. Yeah. Um, Astros off the chain coming over here with this correct pick. I don't know what pick you're talking about, but maybe just a, a Joe Douglas rider over here. That's fine. I love it. Maybe it's all Donald. Maybe he's talking about how uh, Zach Kuntz has the seventh round pick, whatever it is. We have we have a Joe Douglas fan over here, so he's he's probably hyped about El Woods as well. As am I, honestly. That's that's two veteran defensive tackles that we got. Like, yes, it's not Fletcher Cox, but we got two veteran defensive tackles mixed in with hopefully Quinter Williams, who is about to have a kid. So that's probably why he's not going to be around. Maybe it's not contract based. Maybe it yeah. is. I don't know. But he's he's having a kid. Um. I think it's very interesting that his brother, who, in my opinion, was a Chris Smith deal, and J.R. Smith 
but he got paid and then he comes out and he publicly says he was starstruck at practice at OTAs. <laughs> the quarterback, he, he came out. He's like, yo, dude, just wait one second. I got to watch uh, this guy throw first before I can, like, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. it's going to work. I mean, Corey Williams will be here. He will be a New York Jet. So I'm not, I'm, I'm officially not worried about the defensive line. We picked up, you know, a lot, the linebacker in, in, you know, albeit late, but in the NFL draft, in the NFL draft, maybe he'll be okay. We'll see. Uh, maybe he'll just be a special teams guy. Do you think Quan Alexander is going to come? Yeah. I think he's back for sure. All right. So Quan Alexander, that's the mix. So I won't be worried about the linebackers anymore. I'll let it go. We got an extra corner. The corners are obviously fine. Safety is a little iffy, but I think we'll be okay. Let me ask you this. We're talking Aaron Rodgers. We're talking all these players they got. So we're, we're going to think about the offense for a second here. And uh, we'll, we'll we'll move on uh, to the schedule predictions at, after your thoughts here. Sure. Are you a little worried about Aaron Rodgers kind of just bringing his friends here? Because, listen, if we lose two, three games in a row, especially like the first two, I mean, that's what it's going to be about. It's going to be the, the narrative is going to be the Jets paid Alan Lazard. The Jets paid Randall Cobb. You know, we're getting the center from Wisconsin. We're picking up all his boys. You know what I mean? We're just picking up all your friends, and we're losing games. This is not working out. And, and that's that, that's that, that that's where it's going to go. Are you worried about that kind of average? Are you hyped? You're just like, yo, Nate Hackett, he's bringing his guys in that know the system. Aaron Rodgers at OTAs throwing balls in May, right, with the, with the system that he already knows. He loves Garrett Wilson. We're deep everywhere. Now we're deep at wide receiver. If somebody gets hurt, Corey Davis is, in fact, still here. All right. What are your thoughts? Dude, I'm excited for it. Like, I, I think you need to get, you need to surround him with some familiarity. I mean, it was with Lazard out at uh, the game the other day. I think you also bring in people that know Nate Hackett's system. I mean, it's like a cheat code. You're just bringing, the, the less people that need to learn the system, the better because they can help other people learn the system or and they can just get on the same page quicker. I mean, and then also to your point with Aaron Rodgers throwing balls in May, when's the last time Aaron Rodgers was settled in with what he's going to do in May? I feel like Aaron Rodgers for the last four years, five years is always up until June, July, you know, oh, is he going to sign? What's he going to do? Is he going to retire? Blah, blah, blah. They drafted Jordan Love, this and that. I mean, uh, I couldn't be more excited about it. I think bring whoever Aaron Rodgers wants, bring how, whoever knows the Thano Hackett system, bring them in too. <laughs> I'm completely fine with all that stuff. Dude, you just reminded me. Because Jordan Love, his fifth-year option just got picked up. Yeah. Jets didn't pick up Mekhi Becton's fifth-year uh, fifth option. And at the same time, Jordan Love's fifth-year option was uh, picked up like the, with the deadline. Any thoughts about those two, both of those two things? Like, I know I know this is the Jets podcast, and this is the last time we, we, we'll probably have to talk to, about Jordan Love for the next 15 years. And then we'll talk about him hardcore. Sure. <laughs> Neither here nor there. Any thoughts about um, Jordan Love and Makai with the fifth-year options? No, I thought it was interesting what they did because I think they kind of – I don't know if they declined it and then restructured his contract or what, but they did something where it was less money, but it was more incentive-based. So instead of paying him, locking in like a $24 million contract, they're paying him like 15 with like $12 million in incentives. So um saves them a little bit of money on the front end. Saves them maybe money in the long end if if he doesn't work out, um, and you know just gives you know uh, love some incentive to do well. I mean, 
I don't know what more incentive you want than you have an option to be a 15-year starter for a franchise that loves falling in love with one guy at quarterback and rocking with him for two decades. So I think he's pretty you know incentivized up already, but now he's got more incentives. So I thought it was an interesting move by them. I haven't really seen too many teams do that before, so I thought that was cool. Um, maybe we could have done something similar for Makai Becton based on snap count, but I think you have to decline Makai Becton's option because I just don't, what are you going to do? You're just going to keep paying this guy 20 something million dollars a year. I mean, it was the sixth overall pick. So I don't know what that would lock in at 23, 24 million dollars. You're just going to keep paying them to not play. I mean, it's insane. I, you know, he has to play. He has to play well and he has to play a lot of snaps in order for us. And then I think we'll be more than happy to come to the table and give him a nice contract. I think we'll be more excited to give him a contract than most teams around the league. I mean, dude, the guy hasn't played since, you know, the whole world shut down. So, I don't know. He's got to get on the field. Yeah. Uh, he looks like a tight end, though, so I'm, I'm excited about it. Um, yeah, happy for him, man. He looks good. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited about Makai. I think we'll we really sign him if he does play well. I think he's going to be our starting right tackle. I really, truly do. So we'll see what happens there. But dude, I'm so, I've never been so excited about a Jets year in my life. In my That's life. Insane. This is crazy, dude. Aaron Rodgers all over New York going to OTAs and I already mentioned it. We hit an absolute we hit we hit for the cycle uh in the draft last year. So it doesn't even matter if none of these draft picks pan out. I think some of them will. But literally yeah. it doesn't even matter because we literally hit for the cycle in the last draft. We we're killing it in free agency, in my opinion. We're filling all the holes. With legitimate veteran starters, not people falling off the cliff, like starters. Yeah. And you know what that means, man. If I'm this excited and the one Jets Drive propaganda only has dropped a trailer, hasn't even dropped an episode yet, you know you know what's real. And Adam Schefter kind of confirmed that, uh, talking about how the Jets might max out at the six primetime games, which is a literal max. I don't so think I'm that's going to happen. Let's just end this episode on, on a little fun note. We have a lot of really important games this year. Yep. Uh, from the Jets, Jets and Jets fan perspective. All right, let's uh, let's keep it real, right? Because maybe the organization will lie and say it's not. It's just another game. Listen, man, we got there's like a couple big games, so I'm gonna list a couple. Let me know what you think about them. Like, if we're gonna get prime time, because uh, we have six, we have six to choose from. So I'm going to yeah. give you a couple out here. We got real quick, real quick before you dive into it. I just want it for the people at home. So the road, the, the schedule rotate. So this year we have the AFC West and then we also have the bottom teams from was it the AFC North and the AFC South. So AFC West is no joke, man. Uh, people are touting that last season as the best division in football. And now people are saying that about our division. So we'll see how that pans out. But. Those four teams are no joke to throw in the mix. And so we're also playing, was it the NFC East? Yeah. So those are two tough divisions. I mean, the Eagles are no joke. Like the Giants went to the playoffs. I think they're going to be even more improved this season. And then those Cowboys are always pesky. So it's going to be a tough schedule. So that, I mean, that's a good intro because we could start with the NFC East. We got Jets Giants, which yep. I personally think is going to be a 9-11 Monday Night Football uh, week yep. one, everyone wants to watch Aaron Rodgers. That's all everyone's been talking about. Uh, Monday Night Football against the Giants, first time on the home turf, right? They 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 just they uh, that they just changed out. I mentioned before that to me is a lock. Daniel Jones just got re-signed as well. 
Saquon Barkley maybe working on an extension. Everybody's like new and fresh on both teams. I I, I think that's a lock. Yeah, nine eleven New York. I mean, both New York teams. I think that's a no brainer. So then there's a couple big games in my opinion. I don't know where they're gonna fall. I mean, that we do have the Cowboys. Yep. That could be the Thanksgiving game. Aaron Rodgers on Thanksgiving. Hello. 4 p.m. We have Hackett going back to Denver. Yep. I feel like that's going to be a Sunday or Monday night. Maybe. We have – this is what's interesting. We have – New England is hosting a uh, a Europe game. I'm pretty sure the London game. Germany, right? Is the Germany one this year? I believe so. so. Oh, yeah, that's right. They're hosting the Germany game. Yep. The Jets – one of their draft picks was announced from London this year. Yep. With Nick Mangold there. They love London. They love the connection. Do you think that they could possibly put Aaron Rodgers for the second year in a row? Because it's not Green Bay. It's not that they're putting Green Bay. To, it's Aaron Rodgers. They're putting Green Bay, uh, Aaron Rodgers a second time in a row, sending him back to Europe. And we'll have a Jets-Patriots away game instead of going to Foxborough. We end up in Germany. You think that's possible? I don't just because it's like such a rivalry. I, I can't remember all of the games overseas, but I feel like they don't do rivalries. I feel like they do kind of random matchups. I could be completely making that up right now on the mm-hmm. spot, but I know we played the Falcons. I was trying to remember some other games like Jaguars didn't play anyone significant. Dude, last year it was Viking Saints, pretty big rivalry if you ask both those t- teams and fan bases. Yeah, Giants, but I mean in, in division, I'm in divisional games. Like those are your biggest ticket sellers, p- p- sellers probably throughout the season. Like, well, you have Cardinals, Cardinals, uh, 49ers, uh, Mexico City last year. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's there's one for sure. I just don't think so. I think that I think they're going to make sure that that game's in New England to try to get the home home field advantage. Try to get you know, like I said, the ticket sales, everything they can. Um, I hope it's not. I really don't want to play overseas. I feel like that screws up your season. I don't mind if we take the buy after, and I yeah. might go to Germany to watch that. So, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm okay with those. Do you have any games that are on your mind for uh, prime time for me? The, the the home games for me is Kansas City. That's definitely going to be a prime time game. So that's that that's three guaranteed primetime games for me. Four. Giants, Cowboys, Broncos, that's all on the road. And then we have Kansas City at home. That's at least one home game. Yeah. Yeah, I think four. I think four or five. I think six is too I think six is too much. I don't think we're gonna get six primetime games. I mean, I think late in the season, if you throw in uh Jets Bills or Jets Patriots, I think that could definitely be a Thursday night or a Sunday night game for sure. Um but I mean, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I don't think anything really jumps off the page to me. I mean, the fact that we're away at the Broncos, who finished, I think, last in their division, the Browns, who finished last in their division, the Raiders, who weren't very competitive last season. Um, I'm excited about those road games. I want to go to that Vegas game so bad, Greg. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited about those road games. They're going to be tough, don't get me wrong, but um, the home games, though, I mean, the, the Chargers and the Chiefs, that's tough. I'm not looking forward to that. Um, but then we get a little bit of breather with the Falcons and the Texans. So, um, you know, it, it kind of it kind of folds in and out. I just hope that I hope that like last season. Remember last season we had like three our three was it our three home 
divisional games before the bye, and then our three away yeah. divisional games after. I like that because I felt like it, was, it let us get on a little bit of a roll early on before the bye. My biggest thing is I just don't want an early bye. I just want to buy mid-season's perfect. A little bit later is okay. But that week four, week five, week six bye, I feel like it's just tough. Tough to deal with. Again, yeah, that's me saying that, though. But also, too, you got to remember these guys, they, they've been there since May or June or July working their tail off. So I'm, I'm interested in what a player's perspective is on that, if, they would, if they're okay with a week four or week five bye. Um, cause when I look at it, I just look at this 18 games, this 18 week schedule. I don't look at, you know, the three months of prep leading up to the season, even starting. Yeah. I hate that we're playing the Eagles because we never beat them ever in the history of the New York Jets franchise. But just to wrap this up and to wrap this segment and this pot up, uh, for the away, I, I do think it will be six, honestly. This is Aaron Rodgers in New York and they, it's possible that this is the only year that it ever happens. The yeah, NFL is going to like, milk dude, this cow like, for everything it has. I just feel like last year was it last year with the Broncos where they had Bronco game after Bronco game with Russell Wilson and people were just making fun of it by halfway through the season. I feel like they just might hedge their bets a little bit more and just not not give teams five or six. No, no, this is Aaron Rodgers. Is, they're actually going to do exactly what they did with Denver. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what they're going to do. They're like yeah. no, Russell Wilson in Denver every prime time. It's exactly what they're going to do with the Jets. That'd be sick. So in my opinion, again, we got the Cowboys Thanksgiving. We got the Giants Monday Night Football to open the season. Those are locks, in my opinion. And the Broncos is a lock. Chiefs at home is a lock. That's four. I I definitely see some division games being – that's what we've always had. We've always either had Jacksonville on a Thursday, which is our primetime game, or our division game. Those are always our primetime games. So I'm going to throw in a home – Patriots, prime time, Monday night football, maybe. Because Later in the season, though, week, I don't know if it's week 16, week 17, Christmas, the 24th is on a Sunday, Monday night's the 25th. I think, I, I can't remember what they did last year for Christmas, but I feel like there was a couple more games around that. I mean, they now switched they've... it up because they don't want to get involved with the NBA Christmas. So yeah. they made the Saturday a full Sunday slate, and then they made Sunday just three games, one, four, and eight. Yeah, so I could see that like being like a at Miami or you know like a, a divisional type game or something like that, especially that late in the season. That could be a prime time game for sure. I think I have to go to Eagles and Chiefs at home, and of course the Patriots yeah. can't miss that. All right, that wraps it up. Of course, we'll get our uh, predictions as soon as the schedule comes out. This year, I won't have to be on the phone with the Packers, but <laughs> maybe I'll be on the. F- I'm, I'm actually going to have to be on the phone with the Giants. Uh, I have uh, I'm yeah. on the wait list for the Jets Giants group seats, so I already spoke to the Giants guy. He's gonna call me as soon as that happens. So that that might be the first phone call is made. Yeah, this is the first season since we've been doing this podcast. I don't remember like a big uh game for you to be like hyped about going to. Well, like, Vegas. The problem. Yeah. With, the problem with Vegas is there's no tickets. They're they're all sold already. They're all they're all sold out already. So you have to buy them secondary market. So yeah. it's, that's just the thing, like, should I just go to Vegas and just, like, hopefully snag a ticket? You know what I mean? Like, that type of deal. Yeah. But we'll see. Right, day of, a couple hours before, see if the ticket price drops. I mean, probably not. I mean, it depends how the Raiders season is going, more than the Jets season. But that's what's tough, because, like, it's, like, Green Bay, I bought a ticket right away. I just, like, I know they're sold out, but people were selling yeah. them for normal prices. So maybe that happens with Denver Vegas could too. be cool. Denver could be cool. Denver could be cool. Depends on the date. 
Yeah. Can't, I'm not trying to go to Denver in the winter. I heard the Denver facilities stink too. Yeah. If the Cowboys are not on Thanksgiving, I'm probably going to go. That'd be cool. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I would love to. Dude, at home is going to be fun. Yeah, the, this is going to be an insane season. It's going to be so fun. I can't wait. All right, guys. Any last thoughts, Greg? No. No, What's get us series? out of here. Like and What's subscribe. Leave a comment below. What's the Knicks series? No, you're not getting away from this. Um, I think it goes seven. I think we win it in seven. Oh, my God, Greg. If we have game seven at the Garden, I'm going to need a heart monitor. Yeah, I think game seven at the Garden, I think we win it. I think it's ugly. I'll be crazy. I that would actually be crazy. Wouldn't sleep on Philadelphia either. We'll see. You know how I feel about Philadelphia? <sighs> I want to sleep on them. I'm sleeping. Is, is Doc Rivers finally going to do it? Is James Harden finally going to do it? Is Joel Embiid <sighs> finally going to do it? I'm sleeping, no, bro. I'm sleeping on Joel Embiid's knees. I'm sleeping on James Harden working out for a month. Dude, I have, I, have a, I have a few different bets, and I'm nervous. This is the kiss of death because I keep doing it. The Denver Nuggets look good. I love the Denver Nuggets. And no one's talking about that. I love the Denver Nuggets. So I'll, I, I, want, I want people to stop talking. I don't want people to ever talk about the Nuggets. I want them to just keep mowing teams down all the way to They're a amazing. championship against the Knicks. And then, you know, whatever happens, happens. Dude, imagine the Knicks are in the NBA. If there's if a script that says NBA Finals on the garden floor... Like I'm, like I'm going. I might get arrested for laying down on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like hugging the floor. I want to think about it because it would be so. It would be so crazy. <laughs> it would be insane. That'd be insane. If you're at the Garden, hit me up. Yep. Otherwise, let us know what you think about the NFL draft. What do you think about Aaron Rodgers bringing his boys in? What do you think about Joe Douglas additions? What do you think the Jets are lacking? Who we need to pick up still? And you know what it is. Like, subscribe on our YouTube. Next comment, Jets coming, ETC, period. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on everything, bro. Just hit us up. Let us know what you think. And that's it. We out. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Shout out to that kid who uh, did the Will McDonald uh, draft pick. He was in it. Oh, yeah. I'm screaming J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 top of my lungs. Hell, yeah. <laughs>